Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Gendel, and on today's incredible episode, I'm speaking with the lovely and talented Daphne Smith, author of What's Your Scarlet Letter? Recognize Your Hurts, Release Your Shame, Reclaim Your Voice. Now, for decades, Daphne looked successful on the outside while suffocating on the inside. She hid behind the pain of her past, not wanting to be judged and protecting her perpetrators. Until Daphne finally embraced truth and allowed the seeds of hope and healing to permeate every fiber of her being. Accomplished in direct sales, corporate America, and vocational ministry, she now uses her experience and expertise to help other women recall, reclaim, and reach their dreams, dignity, and destiny. A sought-after speaker, consultant, and retreat facilitator, Daphne is passionate about empowering and equipping others to live by design instead of default. So if you're ready to reclaim your voice today, stay tuned for this episode of the Daily Authors Podcast with Daphne Smith. Hey, by the way, if you're ready to write your book today, you can head on over to writeabookuniversity.com forward slash free and get a free four-lesson video course that'll help you on your journey to writing your book. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. All right. Thank you so much, Daphne, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So excited to talk to you about your book, What's Your Scarlet Letter? Recognize Your Hurts, Release Your Shame, Reclaim Your Voice. Thanks again for jumping on the show, Daphne. Aaron, thank you for having me and allowing me this opportunity. Of course. My pleasure. Hey, before we talk about your book, Daphne, could you just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work and what you're up to right now? Sure. So, I lived a large part of my life behind a mask, the mask of perfection, the mask of shame, and behind and under the guilt of coulda, shoulda, and woulda. And that stemmed from early childhood abuse, which then infiltrated every area of my life because I was also raised in a highly dysfunctional dysfunctional home, as most of us are. But you throw in alcoholism and abuse, and that really gives you a different pair of lenses in which to view the world. By miracles, and I don't use that word lightly, my husband and I just celebrated our 31st wedding anniversary. We raised two tremendous children, and one of them is married. So I say I have three kids, a son, a daughter, and a daughter in love. (laughs) And, um, you know, currently I'm, uh, I'm working with other women who have been stuck in the same place that I was and helping them stop being wave fakers and start being wave makers because there's a change when that mask comes off. Awesome. Super encouraging, Daphne. Well, let's dive into your book. What's your scarlet letter? Could you just give us that high level view, the 30,000 foot view of your book and what inspired you to write it? Absolutely. So the reason I wrote What's Your Scarlet Letter, honestly, is that I couldn't not write it. I have gone through the recovery process and I have gone from living as a victim to now living as a victor. And as cliche as it sounds, the idea was if there's one other woman on this planet who can be given the gift of hope and encouragement, then it's worth it to write this book. And 
I made sure that the book dealt with issues beyond my background. Because if you weren't abused, then the book would not have resonated with you. And the more women I talked to, the more I realized women have all kinds of scarlet letters. And so I was able to share the stories of six other women. So we addressed topics of adoption, abortion, divorce, rejection, body image, and other scarlet letters, if you will, that yeah. women take on throughout their life. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a good read and it's helping a lot of women, obviously. Uh, could you just step us through perhaps a specific chapter or section of the book that stands out, something that you feel you know, inspired to talk to and about today for our listeners? Sure. So for me, it really starts in the first section, recognizing your hurts. Because, I mean, we have expressions in society today, put your big girl panties on, right? Which means essentially get over it. Well, who is anyone to judge or label somebody else's pain? That's the one common bond. And that is really what helped propel my desire to write this book. There is not one single person on this planet who's not experienced pain in some way. It's the one shared human experience. Not everybody experiences love or joy or peace or happiness. Everyone has experienced pain. And so in that very first section of the book, Recognize Your Hurts, I help women validate what's happened to them. Mm. Now, with this whole message, my point is don't stay stuck there. So this book isn't for people who want to wallow. <laughs> if, you're, if you're happy and you're suffering, I'll pray for you. That's what I can offer you. I, I can say very kindly, bless your heart. You don't have to stay there. So I wanted to help women take that first step. And it's to be honest with themselves first and foremost, because they may never be able to be honest with the person or persons or even institutions that hurt them. But if they can get real with themselves and say, you know what, that did hurt, and I'm still carrying that around with me, then they can move on through the rest of the book and really step away from that. Mm, good stuff. Is there any practical advice you could give listeners if they were to take, just say one thing away from your book and listening to us right now, what would that be? Yeah, so I think the very first thing I would say is, you matter. I'm sorry that you were hurt. You don't have to stay stuck there. And one of the very first action steps they can take is to dump it all out. Now, I'm not talking about verbally assaulting anyone. I'm not take, talking about taking physical revenge. Sit down with a notebook, something you're willing to burn. Because once you pour it out, you need to get rid of it. And if you burn the evidence, so to speak, it's a tremendous cathartic experience that you've now let it go and you're ready to move on. And of course, I'm not a licensed counselor. I can put you in touch with some. Um, I believe therapy is a good thing. And it's sometimes what needs to happen in order to get over that hump because we're not equipped for this stuff. It's not natural. It's not normal. And when we're in those situations, we need to seek out experts to guide us through the process. 
Wow, thank you for sharing those practical steps. I think a lot of us could go through that exercise and get some stuff out. So, Yeah, yeah. I have had men say that they've read this book. And first of all, it enlightens them to some of the things that women experience that we maybe don't know how to verbalize because we don't want to be vulnerable again and risk being hurt. And I also made sure I included a section in there, Erin, that identifies what grooming is because that's a real component of abuse, particularly. And parents, we're not being nosy when we ask for our passwords, when we wanna meet the friends of our kids and their parents, it's what we're supposed to do to protect them. And uh, that's our role. And so be nosy, you might just save your child. Wow. Well, Daphne, I wanted to ask, who has been most influential to you in your life to you know, be where you're at now. I mean, you spoke about some past experiences, um, but to get to where you're at this place, to writing a book and, um, you know, being the obviously happy, encouraging person that you are, I can tell who, who has influenced you the most. Gosh, there is definitely a list of sponsors and accountability partners I've worked with over time. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give special acknowledgement to my mentor, honestly, publisher and friend, Carrie Oberbrunner, he wrote a book called Your Secret Name. And going through that book, I was able to remove some of those final rough edges and really embrace who I am and whose I am. And in that, give myself permission to embrace what was behind all that mask, which is the authentic, real loud, happy, encouraging, in-your-face challenger that I am (laughs) and not try to pretend to be anybody else. (laughs) Awesome. Well, could you share, Daphne, with us a failure that you've had in your life? I know a lot of times we learn the most from those. Something that you uh, might feel compelled to share with the listeners today and what you learned from it. Sure. So for the longest time, I didn't treat my inner little girl the right way. She'd been hurt early on before I ever understood what taking care of myself. So I could look at that and say it was a failure, except that I learned from it. I know that there are times I look back and in raising my own daughter, I wanted to raise her to protect herself. And she may be a little more closed off than it serves her well. She's working through that. And Honestly, the book is dedicated to her because she makes me want to be a better person. And I I really, I'm not trying to sound, you know, fake at all. The truth is, if we've learned from a lesson, that's not a failure. It's Mm. when we keep repeating it, uh, berating ourselves, beating ourselves up over it. I mean, heck, not even a failure. That's just the definition of insanity, right? continuing to do the same thing and expecting something different. We can break the cycle, whatever the cycle is. Mm, Very encouraging. What about a favorite quote, Daphne? Anything stand out, something maybe you live by? (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot. One that would be relevant to this discussion is if you're breathing, it's for a reason. (laughs) I fully believe everybody on this planet has a purpose. And if you're still here, there's something for you to learn and someone for you to serve. 
And so that is something I say a lot. That and giddy up, but that's not really relevant for right now. <laughs> I love them both. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive into the book writing process, Daphne. I always like a recent question I like to ask is around fear and doubt. And I know a lot of authors, you know, have that experience. Even after you've saved and written one or two or three or four or five books, I still talk to authors who say, you know, I have that thing come up in my mind that says, can I do this? Am I the person that is worthy or good enough? So did you experience that while writing your book? And if so, what did you do to overcome that? Oh, heck yeah. And that's, I think that's very normal. Whatever you know, normal with all air quotes around it means. Yeah. Um, I like to say normal is a setting on the dryer. That's pretty much it. But what I've experienced and what I understand is really nobody likes to write. People like to have written. Mm. Okay. It's, it's that process. It's like going through the refining process. A sword doesn't like being heated up, but man, what you can do with it afterwards, right? <laughs> so my encouragement, what really helped me get through it was one day while I was whining, as in complaining, I wasn't drinking. <laughs> one day while I was whining about how hard it was and why, God, why, what I really honestly got the nudge was from my gut is this is not your story. This is my story through you for someone else. And when we, the author, take ourselves out of it and we recognize that this is not for us, it is for the reader. That's all I needed to really get over that hump and put my butt in the chair and my fingers on the keys or my hand on the pen, whatever I needed to do to get more words out there. That really helped when I realized this wasn't about me, it wasn't for me. So Great. I would encourage someone else to, to consider. Yeah, very encouraging. Is there something you could share some tips and tricks, something that maybe you wish you had known before you started writing that you know now. <laughs> uh, it's going to take longer than you think. It's going to be harder than you think. Word count is not important. Um, <laughs> go back to your outline. It's a guide. It's not a commandment. Just as much as you can, allow that creativity to flow and avoid self-editing. Oh my gosh. I know like yourself and I'm sure Aaron, you know, authors who've been working on the same book for how long? Forever because yeah. they edit as they go and they may be getting some rid of some of their best stuff and they're holding up progress. So just let it all come out and trust that you've been created by the grand creator. So it's not yours anyway. And the ideas are going to continue to flow. The more you do it, the more you're going to get done. Yeah. Great advice. Great tips, Daphne. Thank you. What did you do about writer's block? Did you experience that while writing? And if so, what did you do to help overcome it? Yeah. So for me, writer's block was a great opportunity to do research. Huh. That kept me kind of like in the zone and also freed me up and opened up my mind. So at least for nonfiction books and, and even fiction books, right? Which those authors amaze me. I don't know that I could ever write a fiction book if I wanted to, I guess I could. But with nonfiction, most often you're going to need some data. You're going to need some resources. And so 
when I just hit the proverbial writing wall and I got stuck and I knew I needed to make progress, it was, okay, well, time to research. And I'd go find quotes. I'd go find statistics. And that would kind of reignite that fire and also give me a minute to step back and breathe. Then I could go at it fresh. And I had some of what I needed for the future. Great. Any other resources that might have helped you along the way, people or tools? Gosh, I've always loved to write. And so for me, it's kind of part of the ritual, if you will, of the process. That was very helpful to have a designated spot. And I am inspired by nature. So we live in a home that has a sunroom. And I have found that when I sit in the sunroom, I'm much more creative than when I sit in my traditional office, right? Right. I mean, it just sounds stuffy. I, I say it that way. I, if I need to create, I need to be in a creative environment and really get to know yourself as a writer. Do you need to do it in your pajamas? <laughs> you know, if, if you need to be comfortable, that's okay. You have permission. Just figure out what works for you and then go for it. Like I like a purple flare tip pen and a yellow not a white, a yellow legal pad. That generates creativity more so than a white one and a ballpoint. So again, find out what works for you. And it's going to take a little experiment. So give yourself some grace and allow yourself the time to do that. Mm, Again, great tips. What about the best part of writing a book now for you, Daphne? That it's out there. Yeah. (laughs) Made it happen. Right, that it's done. No, uh, honestly, The best part is hearing from other people when they have said to me, and more than one person has done so, you must have been a fly on the wall. That lets me know the book resonates with them. And I've recently launched a course off of the book to help women go beyond, because to me, the book is the beginning of a relationship. A book is not the end of a relationship. So how can I serve them beyond the book? Yeah. And so it just, we just celebrated its one year anniversary or birthday, I guess you would say last month. And um, thank you. Thank you. uh, That that was exciting. And it it was like a whirlwind. I mean, wow. I went, whoa, a year already. Holy wow. Um, So that was all cool. Getting number one Amazon status. That was fun. It's, It's good. Just any, authors who are listening to this and I call you an author, not aspiring. You already are. (laughs) Just do it. Get it over with. (laughs) Yeah. Super encouraging. And again, congrats on the book. Uh, you. Well, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything, Daphne. So if you'd like to share anything else, or if you were in my shoes and you'd like, and you would have asked yourself something else that I didn't, what would that be? Sure. So, what is this whole reclaim your voice thing about? Because obviously, you know, if you have any access to social media, you've heard of the Me Too movement. And for me, reclaim your voice really is reclaiming your identity. And again, who you are and whose you are. And you may never make the news with your story. That doesn't mean it doesn't matter. And then it didn't happen. So as people seek healing, be sure that you have a support network around you 
that you are connecting with people who are a step ahead or ahead or two of you in the process, right? Like I said, don't read this book if you want to wallow. That's not what it's about. Trust me, working through it is worth it. And you are worth it. Your future is worth it. So press on, don't give up. Don't let, as I think, what is it, Tony Robbins, who says, don't let your past determine your potential. Or that may be what I call the DSV, the Daphne Smith version of what he said. Um, (laughs) But I, I just, yeah, to me, that's the biggest takeaway is there is hope. And as long as you're breathing, um, there's a reason. And that means something can change. Awesome. Well, Daphne, I want to leave the listeners with where they can connect with you online and what you're up to next. That would be great. Thank you. So they can find me at Daphne, D-A-P-H-N-E-V, as in Victor, Smith.com. That's my website. You'll find if you go there that I'm offering a free Wavemaker five-day challenge. There are daily videos, exercises for you to go through, a private online community, and actually even an ebook uh, that's delivered to you when you finish. So that's what's going out right now. And I am on Instagram, uh, Daphne B. Smith. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, Daphne B. Smith Speaker. And pretty much all over, um, I'm out there. Awesome. <laughs> Come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> what about what you're up to next, Daphne? So I'm launching a mini course yep. uh, for women as we go into the holiday season because <laughs> we need some permission uh, and it starts with giving it to ourselves, how to create some margin and also how to create some sustainable systems so that they have a stress less holiday. So that's getting kicked off October 30th. And then my husband and I are actually going to be writing a book within the next two years. And it's going to be this journey of our story because spoiler alert, when you read the book, he was one of my abusers. And yet, as I said at the top of this interview, we just celebrated 31 years of marriage because there's a redeemer and we both believe in him and it's happened and we're proof of it. Wow. Powerful stuff, Daphne. Well, thanks again so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Congrats again on the book, one year anniversary and all the stuff you're doing to help others. It's been so great talking to you. Aaron, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. 